Welcome to Cybersecurity Business. I'm your host, Kevin Poucher, the COO of Klogix. In our podcast, we interview CISOs and other security leaders to hear their advice on the business of information security. This podcast gives our listeners actionable takeaways to help them increase the effectiveness of their security program. Today, we are joined by two HubSpot security professionals. First is Benit Shrestha, a newly graduated security software engineer, along with the seasoned security executive, Chris McClellan, the CSO of HubSpot. In this segment, we will be discussing the next generation of security professionals from both Benit and Chris's unique perspectives. Welcome, guys, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So let's kick this off by asking both of you uh, the same question. Chris, we'll, we'll put you in the hot seat first. Sounds good. So um, thinking back to how you entered the world of information security, what made you go down that career path? Sure. So I, I think uh, where I evolved into it is my natural interest, interest in just technology to start. I was at Fidelity Investments for almost a quarter of a century, managed their e-commerce operations and then their enterprise operations. Part of that is a lot of exception management, architecting and putting the right controls in place. It evolved into becoming the CISO for the company and really focusing on, okay, how do we put complementary controls in order to protect customers, protect our employees and protect the business? That evolution was enticing. Right, becomes one of those things where how do you solve the puzzles? How do you build the par- the best mousetrap? How do you make sure you have the right people empowered with the right controls, and and use technology to do smart things based on people building them the right way? So, Benny, how about you? Talk about your uh, initial interest in information security. Sure. Um, so I started programming when I was in high school, and I was just making simple websites, HTML, CSS. Uh, just simple. I was coding iRobot Roombas for competitions, and I really thought the world, like the computer science field, was kind of just an, a utopia. Just like nothing can go wrong. It wasn't until uh, I would say like sophomore year of college I took this class. Uh, it was <laughs> the unofficial name was Defense of the Dark Arts, but okay. it was the introduction to computer security. Uh, shout out my professor Meng Chao, who's one of my favorite professors. Uh, anyways. So what he showed me in this class, like every day he would just find a vulnerability that was well known and he would just show us in the beginning of class. Like first thing he showed us was the Hillary Clinton uh, presidential campaign site and how someone just was able to inject some uh, cross-site scripting and have it display a pop-up window that said anything they want. And to me, that was just eye-opening, just seeing something that like I thought was can be untouchable, like Hillary Clinton's presidential website just being completely owned by a random guy that you don't even know who he is or she is so that kind of just made my like I always knew I wanted to do computer science but I didn't know what like I don't know front end back end Mm -hmm. but once I was introduced Mm -hmm. to security and once I joined HubSpot and the security team there like I knew this was exactly like I'm never bored I'm Mm -hmm. learning something literally every single day and if I can't learn it then I have plenty of help uh, and I'm just never bored and that's one of the things that have drawn me to security and uh, I will hopefully stay for a long time because of that. Right. Well, I, I can feel your passion. <laughs> um, so, Chris, what are talk about some of the characteristics uh, that you look for when you look at new security talent joining uh, your organization? Well, I think a great illustration is the passion that Vinny just talked about this, mm. right? It's the people that are, have a good personality. They're honest. They want to come in and work hard. But as well, they want to learn. They want to grow and help others solve for what we call EV, which is the environment, not individuals. 
right? We want people that are open to come in to learn on the fly, that want to be challenged, that are looking for opportunities, that collaborate with others. We want a diverse set of, of individuals that can come in with different experiences, different backgrounds, and apply them in our world. Everyone that comes into our world, they're both a mentor and, and they're learning at the same time. Everyone brings different qualities, different skill sets, and we want to leverage those. So the goal is to find individuals that can come in and add to the environment, not, not conform to it, but add to it, expand it, and allow us to take the business to the next level. So you're a strong advocate of mentorship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, Benny, think back to the interview process when you were first interviewing at HubSpot. Passion mm -hmm. clearly sticks out. <laughs> what other qualities that Chris mentioned do you think uh, stood out for you in the interview process here? Um, just to think about back in that interview yeah. when I was in the, with the room with Chris, I just remember <laughs> Chris sat me down, had mm -hmm. this whiteboard, and yeah. he just started writing all these different words on the whiteboard. Right. And then I didn't know a single one of those words, what I meant, Krausberg, Splunk, like, uh, any of that. And then he was just like, so, do you know any of this? And I said, uh, no, but can you explain to me how this is relevant to security? And then he sat in, like, the whole interview wasn't just asking me what I do, but he was actually explaining to me how the security team actually worked, what tools we use, what's our procedures. And after that interview, I said, wow. Uh, I learned a lot, but Chris definitely thinks that I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know that I really bummed that interview, but uh, good for me to know that Chris actually, I guess this was maybe a test to know how curious I was I, to see that if I'm actually interested, if I'm just not, if I can just say yes to anything or if I'm willing to or be vulnerable enough to admit that I don't know something. So I think <laughs> thinking back at it, it was a pretty uh, remarkable interview. Well, I think that's part of the culture, Chris. It sounds like you're created with the mantra of not being bored. No one's <laughs> bored. Everyone's learning. And um, and to Benit's credit, he brings a ton to the table. And the fact that he come in, he could come in and listen and learn and adapt, always be on that learning curve. I mean, we hired this guy. He hadn't graduated. And he was still well into college. And we said, we want you. Mm. And we went after him and we acquired him. And it's been one of the best moves we've made. So... Um, you know, if you're not a smart guy like myself, you surround yourself by really smart people, good people that care, and that works. So along those lines, right, we work in an industry where right now there's, I think, 1.5 open jobs. It's an underemployed industry. So um, attracting people like Benit, is that part of your strategy? Attract a lot of junior people as interns from college? Like, how do you attract people when it's this competitive, and then how do you retain them once they're here? Uh, we are quite aggressive in the way we, we recruit, but what we're actually finding is that a lot of students coming out of high school are very inf interested in information security. And it's, uh, it's something where they're, they're interested in technology, they want to learn more about it, and that's evolved into really an opportunity for us to start very early in coding and entertaining and having us open doors and allow people to come in. It's okay if you don't like what we do per se, but that's a win just there because you're trying to find your career. You're trying to map out where you're going in the future and everything you can take off the list gives you a little more clarity. Ideally, in many times when we do that, we're actually introducing to something that they find they really like and even have a passion for. So what we find is, yes, we do a lot of interning, a substantial amount of interning, and most of those interns turn into full-time jobs, which is really a credit to them because they come in. It's a fairly complex environment, but 
we do it in such a way that they bring a lot to the table at the same time. They're in, engulfed not just into the cyber side, not just into the engineering side, into the compliance side, but across the board. They get a flow across the different teams and work with other departments. And it's an environment where we think people, they feel comfortable. We attract people to come in and feel comfortable. There's no, you're not punching a card. You're not worried about your lunch. You're not worried about this or that. You come in and do your work based on your schedule, your flexibility, and we do a lot of collaboration. And I think that's the biggest part. You know, people say, what do you like about HubSpot? And someone will say, well, the facility's nice, or they have, this is nice, the food's great, whatever. It's really about the people. We hire great people that collaborate together, and that's what our, our mantra, and it worked well. So what do you think from your perspective as a security practitioner? I understand that you had an internship which gave you visibility into how the company operates, but still there you you had many opportunities coming out of that internship to work for many different companies, right? I understand HubSpot as a company, K-Logix uses HubSpot, I see the value there, but outside that, why stay at HubSpot? Um, Chris really nailed the head on that, well, about the team that mm -hmm. we have. Okay. Like, I've interned at uh, some companies before where I felt like they didn't even treat me as like someone who could contribute to the company as a whole. Like I was doing work that was just um, their backlog. But the first thing Chris said to me was, hey, like, this is the future. Like, what you're doing is going to help our company and the security team, like, tenfold. And not just that, but, like, the people that he's hired, like, I don't feel like I'm working with coworkers. I feel like I'm working with friends or, like, hmm. even, like, mentors. Like, the managers I have, they are always, like, asking me, hey, do you understand this? Are you stuck on anything? Like, is there any way we could help you? Even like, I took two weeks off for training just because I couldn't understand some sort of uh, this language. Um, just stuff like that makes me just coming into work that much more enjoyable. And I told Chris when I was interviewing at other places uh, uh, after my internship that, hey, Chris, if you give me an offer, I'm going to turn down everything else because I know that my home is here hmm. and I'm willing to just drop everything if you sign me, <laughs> if you give me an offer. And sure enough, like two weeks after, I think that meeting, he put me in a room and shook my hand and uh, gave me that offer, and I was accepted it right there. That's great. You're really building a, a brand and a culture for the security team here. Mm -hmm. um, if you think about really all of the organizations that you've worked for, and I'm sure there was different challenges in all of them, but I think lack of talent had to stick out as a challenge among all those organizations. Do you think that the market will continue in this direction, or do you think a market shift will occur and more people will start entering the world of information security? I actually think we're seeing it already. I think there's a you lot do. of uptick. I believe hmm. we haven't really run into a problem where we're not finding the people we need. We're aggressively recruiting. As a company, we have over 50 full-time recruiters on all the time, searching and acquiring people to come on and help us be successful. Hmm. But in the information security space, I think there's, there's good talent out there that is waiting to come on board and be nurtured and, and you know we start with girls that can code and we start in high school and be before high school and we bring them in and let them see our facility and try coding as young children and, and that fosters this interest and I think I see a lot of that and I think it's going to continue and I think the technological advances that are happening in the world these days are going to force us in that direction but quite honestly I think there's a natural interest for it. I think security is one of those spaces where you're going to see I wouldn't say an abundance of talent, but I'm going to say, I do think you'll have 
the right talent there with the right skills, and more importantly, you'll have the right people that want to learn those skills and continue to evolve. The best people we hire, hire aren't the people that come in with the expertise skill sets and they have what they need. It's the ones that want to grow, evolve, and learn over time. And I think there is a lot of good people out there that we can continue to acquire, bring on, fit into our culture. We have a very, very focused and open culture, and we want to make sure we leverage that. Our culture team does an unbelievable job helping us build and sustain that culture as we grow to the, grow, the size we are and beyond. We want to continue to make sure it's an environment where you feel like you can come in and belong. You know what I mean? So, Benin, I know we joked around about you eventually taking Chris's job, but in all seriousness, <laughs> what are some of your career goals? Are you, do you want to be a CISO or a CSO at some point? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, just because if you asked me the same question 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I would have said, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> if okay. you asked me five years ago, I would have told mm -hmm. you, oh, I might want to do some quantum physics. Uh, but now, like looking at what security is, looking at how this is like the early curve of where we are in security, and this is like it's just going to keep going higher. So I'm just in it for the long run, I feel like. But I want to definitely do what Chris did in his past and do something in the entrepreneurial uh, field where I actually want to like hopefully go to business school, hopefully uh, have my chance to have a chance to start my own company, and then maybe if like uh, how Chris had landed this CISO job. If the time, if everything lines up and star lines, like maybe I will become a CISO. But so whether you start your own company in information security or become um, a leader for an organization such as Chris in the CISO role, he's done both. What I've heard from a lot of these kind of new and next generation security leaders is that it's going to be more about right orchestration and consolidation is the theme I, I continue to hear. Would you, either one of you, would you agree with that statement? Um, I would say that's everything we strive, like every it day, is. every meeting, okay. yeah. Chris brings yeah. us up. This is like, our, I would say our ideal goal for what we want in the security mm -hmm. team. So the, the, the goal in this strategy is always to put, we want to make sure we build the environment in such a way where we can manage it effectively and protect our customers and take care of our employees. That includes every aspect. So mm -hmm. you think of security, I think of physical, logical infrastructure application, right? Mm -hmm. How do we make sure that we have the right controls in place, 7 by 24 in every country we are, that protects and puts the right right recipe in place. Mm -hmm. The way we do that is not necessarily through using people to do response or give them the tools so they can respond. It's building the automation, the technology, having bots in place that can respond, into interact with them, employees and or customers, having them be able to take action, dramatic or or less, and be able to manage a life cycle so that everything's being performed and orchestrated. In other words, use smart people to build smart things so the smart people aren't doing repeatable things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the, if you think of consolidation, if you will, you know, you need correlation engines in there to take a massive amount of data and make decisions. Based on those rules, you put technologies in place to follow through and live the life cycle, and then you close out things. And you're your attack vectors are always going to change. Bad actors are going to continue to evolve. Zero-day attacks are going to happen on an ongoing basis. So how do you adapt to that? And it's using technology, using smart people, and building to scale. To me, that's a wonderful race. That's right. that's something to have passion mm -hmm. about and enjoy. And when you have someone like Benit and other people on the team that you work and collaborate with, I don't come up with the great, you know, the great ideas. They do. I just facilitate the conversations, and then we build them. And I think that's part of our overall strategy. So thinking about mentorship, we touched on that a little while ago. 
what what advice would you give to right an aspiring security leader that does want to be a CISO? My advice would be first, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> Secondarily, I would say um, it's a great it's a great career path in that you're always learning. And I think that's the key for everyone. Mm. The environments that we have now will greatly evolve. The challenges and the opportunities will greatly evolve. And having that kind of environment where you're always adapting, you're always learning, and you have to be nimble and yet make good decisions, report to the board what you need to, manage with uh, senior management what you need to, and make sure your team is around you and, and you're all rowing together. Um, that's a great atmosphere to be able to create. I'm learning from my team and from others how to do that in a good way. And you continue to learn. So any job that you go into and you can say, you know, you take your job description, you read it over, and then you tear it up. That's the baseline, right? Where do you want to be? You want to raise the bar. So how do we do that collaboratively? How do we do that as a team? How do we do that as a company? And really make sure that customers are number one, make sure we're focused on execution, making sure we're delivering what we need to for feature functionality and suite, and yet making sure that that's being delivered in a way that they can feel wholesome and know that they can trust us. Earning the trust of our customers is one of our number one imperative things. Sustaining the trust is a number one imperative things. The same with our employees, right? We we hire and we we recruit and we bring on great people like Benit, we want to retain them, right? We want to make sure we have an environment where they can grow and foster, and that's part of it. So for me, from anyone who's coming and wanted to be a CISO, I'd say come after it. Absolutely. Come after it, but make sure you do it stepwise and learn all the way along, because it's really the journey, rather than when you get there, that makes it worthwhile. So last question then, along those lines, and Benit, you said something earlier about potentially going back and getting Right, a, a business degree. Mm -hmm. You know, one uh, quality that we hear when you think about the future of the CISO role is that it's more of a business-focused MBA-type role. Do, do you both agree with that in terms of what that role is going to be in the future? I think having the business background and business understanding is critical. Mm. I think that making sure that you can blend that with technology and the and the security aspect is going to be critical to the future. Experience is another one of those things that I think adds so much in. But I think how you acquire that over time is it's more important that you acquire it rather than how you acquire it. But I think having that business background is is all important. I would say it's equally as important also to technology, like if you know the technology, like if you were just strictly business and you didn't know anything about technology, like Chris is a good example of the balance that he has, that he has, he knows the business impact of what we're doing, but at the same time, he's able to give us new ideas. He's able to say, oh, like, have you checked this out? Have you seen, have you tried using machine learning instead of using uh, like hard coded thresholds? Like just that knowledge that really will like exponentially help us out more than just if you were just strictly business. Right. Okay. Well, it looks like we've hit our time limit. Um, I want to thank you both very much for joining us. I think we're at a really exciting time in the information security lifecycle with a lot of these roles evolving, as we discussed, to become more business focused, especially with this new generation of security professionals like Benit entering the job market and, and clearly making a big impact with mentorship from people like yourself, Chris. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you.